0: What's up, Whittier?
1: Welcome to What's Up, Whittier, a homegrown podcast.
0: A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures.
1: What's up, Whittier? Dun, ta da, da Remo. Hey, Jess. Uh, today, so, uh, today's podcast, uh, if you're following our Instagram, you, by now you know we're going to be interviewing uh, uh, our owner for Palenque Bistro. Um And uh, before we get into what what that's all about, we'll we'll have him introduce himself. Leo, welcome.
2: Thank you. Yeah, so my name is Leo Gomez. I am the owner, operator here at Palenque Mexican Bistro in the city of Whittier. And uh, thank you for inviting me to your guys' podcast.
1: No, thank you. And uh, just a little quick disclaimer, too. uh, We're eating and talking at the same time, so if you hear Remo chewing, um, that's because he's out there uh, eating. And and we'll go through what we're eating right now. And I waited so we can eat on the podcast, not like you, Jesse. There you go. You just (laughs) (laughs) I started early. down. I started early. Are you going to eat that? Are you going to finish that? (laughs) Just kidding. Hey, Leo, so uh, in terms of the, the, uh, obviously, you said it's uh, a Mexican uh, food. Right. Yeah. Or or Mexican restaurant. Correct. Um, kind of tell us a little bit about um, of what what it's all about.
2: Yes. So basically, um, even though it says Bistro, we are a Mexican restaurant. Um, the reason for the Bistro name on, on, the, on the title is basically Bistro is an Italian word for small, uh, cozy restaurant. And um, I'm sure you guys ever stop by or, or come in here. You guys are going to find out that the restaurant is pretty small. It's uh, cozy, so um, we just decided to go with Bistro instead of Mexican restaurant. We decided to do it as a Mexican Bistro nice. for, that, for that reason. Very cool. Where did the name come from? The name of the Palenque is because in Mexico, uh, there is these, like, stadiums that they build, um, like, made out of wood that basically they build them to, to host events. It's like a circular uh, stadium, and in the middle... Uh, It's whatever the entertainment is, which is... It could be like a party. It could be uh, maybe the local group or a famous band. Um, And my dad basically used to do that in Mexico. Uh, My dad was really, really into... uh, It's illegal here in the United States, but in Mexico it's legal. It's basically rooster fights. Mm -hmm. So he used to host them for our pueblo. And uh, he used to build the palenque. And that's what you call palenque, basically the stadium where you get to, to... have any type of event and in the middle is basically whatever's going on Mm -hmm. the cockfights or or the live band Mm -hmm. but that's where we got the name name from
1: from. nice is uh where's your family originally from
2: so we're from Toluca Estado de Mexico
1: okay yeah nice Mm -hmm. and is uh again we didn't get we haven't gone into the the food that you got going on yep but how does that tie in how does you coming from Toluca tie into the food that you have serving
2: yeah, so our food is basically from around, all around um, Mexico. It's not just from Toluca. So, uh, just for instance, we have our ceviche, that's from Sinaloa. We have our tacos that are from Sonora. We have our mole, that's from Oaxaca. Um, and we obviously have the choriqueso, which it is from Toluca. Uh, Toluca is known for its uh, longaniza, which is basically similar to chorizo. It's basically the same thing, just uh, made differently. Um so, yeah, basically our food is not only from where I'm from, but from around Mexico itself. And,
1: and so you were talking about the the foods that you got serving. Um, and what we're actually enjoying is we have the enchiladas. Yes. The green enchiladas. Uh, and I'm moving the dairy just to you because <laughs> I like dairy, but dairy doesn't like me.
0: And <laughs> I got to drive it a little bit, so.
1: the uh, So... Um, so here, so we have the, the actually the sweet sauce, right? Just yeah. the sauce that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have sopes. Uh, so we got asada and pastor, which we haven't dived into yet. But we've had the, the enchiladas. And Correct. like I said, these are really good. The sauce is, is what, Thank for you. me, makes mm-hmm. it. Uh, they're, they're chicken enchiladas.
0: And they're really full. A lot of places, sometimes you get enchiladas and, you know, it's a lot of tortilla and a lot of sauce. But when you get to the middle, you're like, uh. <laughs> So they're definitely not approaching in these things.
1: And the reason why I bring it up, too, is that uh, when we first started, it was like we want to get to know, like, what what would you recommend yeah. for somebody coming in first time? Obviously, for Marin we got the uh, the enchiladas and the sopes. Anything else on that menu? Because, uh, again, it, I know you said it's also like a limited menu. Right. Uh, tell us why it's limited, and then give us your take on, on what would you suggest for somebody trying out the first time.
2: Right. So um – First of all, I, I want to bring this up. We our focus is mainly food, right? So I know a lot of today's trends with uh, current restaurants is mostly uh, like towards the younger crowds, which is more like alcohol uh, rather than the food itself. We're trying to focus more onto the food side of the business. So in order for us to have a fresh uh, and And great tasting food, we we need to keep it in in a smaller volume because if we have a menu that has like 100 things, then there there might be things that may not be ordered constantly that you can't keep them fresh, you know? Yeah. So I prefer having a small menu, having it uh, consistent and having it fresh. And the other reason is because our kitchen is pretty small. So just to make um, things a little bit easier for my kitchen staff and... um, and, yeah, that's pretty much the reason for the smaller menu. But, like I said, we, we were here to focus on food and customer service.
1: Nice. And so, what, again, uh, what would you recommend somebody walking in and trying to have for the first time?
2: Yeah. So the, the enchiladas suizas have always been my, my favorite. I remember every time when I used to get out of school and when I got home, my mom made enchiladas. I was, like, the happiest kid, man. So yeah. enchiladas have always been my top one. Um, so I recommend always enchiladas because well they're savory they have chicken cheese crema pretty much like a dream all the good stuff right pretty <laughs> really good um, but other than the enchiladas suizas then I, I can recommend our chile relleno or our sopes because uh sopes are pretty much we make the we make them fresh here we make them with uh, non GMO corn masa yellow corn masa so our Perhaps in the bag they they build them. That's why you might find them kind of uneven sometimes. <laughs> but um. And we'll you still, guys make
0: the the actual sopas here. The 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 you were saying earlier the masa that you yeah. guys do everything from
2: scratch. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. We pretty much make them in in house, um, everything from scratch.
1: And and you said the uh, the chila relleno was also one that you you recommended. I'm looking at the menu. Yeah. Um, you have the torta del D.F.? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, walk us through that one. What What's uh? So what does that mean?
2: So this one comes from basically when I used to go to school in Mexico, uh, they used to sell like this really big tortas in Mexico, right? Um, they were always from milanesa. The pollo was so basically breaded uh, chicken breast. Mm-hmm. So I I just thought like, hey, I'm adding to the menu. Let's see how it goes. So it's actually the the few weeks that we've been open. It's has been pretty popular. Nice. It's a pretty big torta. We use a pretty big um, telera bread mm-hmm. that is actually called uh, gigante torta, the bread itself. And um, you could decide to get it with either uh, ranchera steak or breaded uh, chicken that is that we call it in Mexico, milanesa de pollo. Yeah.
1: No, and, and again, when I saw it, the milanesa, the same thing. Like, I grew up yeah. uh, with my family making that for yeah. lunch, and it's... Um, it's, it's kind of hard to always find a good one. Definitely. it's uh, yeah. So that, that, we'll have to try that one out. And then you have coconut shrimp tacos, which <laughs> I, I've never heard of something like that. Walk us through that. I mean, what's...
2: Yeah, so long story short, we owned another restaurant, and it was a vegan restaurant, right? Um, so in that vegan restaurant, we had this dish that my sister... is was my sister's recipe. Basically, she brought in the vegan shrimp, and she's like, how can we give more flavor to a vegan shrimp? And she decided to come up with the coconut and and, um, and what's it called the panko? Mm-hmm. So it's basically a breaded shrimp that has uh, pretty much breadcrumbs and coconut, and it's pretty good, really, really good. It's basically kind of like a baja taco, mm-hmm. but um, it's it's breaded and it has coconut.
1: And again, I, you would never think like <laughs> like coconut shrimp on a taco. Never. I like <laughs> the coconut ice cream. <laughs> And then we get into desserts, right? I mean, you have, uh, right now you have three desserts, right? Uh, the tres leches, uh, what else you got? Uh, the berry tart and then the uh, dulce de leche cheesecake.
2: Yeah, so um, I can't say much about the tres leches. It's really good. And the cheesecake as well. But uh, just to let you guys know, for the berry tart, the, the berries themselves, they, you can't find them anywhere here in California uh, or I think in the U.S., they're actually imported from Italy, Italy itself. No way. So they're it's pretty good. Obviously, if you're like more of a sweet person, I recommend the dulce de leche or the tres leches. But um, the, the what's it called? The berry tart is really good because it's yeah. You, you, you just just when you try, you're gonna find that like the, the berries have a really unique taste.
1: Wow. Yeah. And why that far? Is, is it, uh, is it something that you found You don't know have like, berries. <laughs> <color>? <laughs> no. I mean, that's pretty unique, you know? What I mean, uh,
2: it, it just, it's just where we get them from, you know? Yeah. Uh, we have a, uh, espresso coffee, as you guys see, an espresso. Yeah. Uh, that was like one of my dreams growing up, always owning an espresso machine. Uh-huh. So even though it's not Italian, I mean, it's not Mexican, sorry. Um, it is an Italian, uh, thing, having coffee. Uh-huh. So. I we're buying Italian coffee and I don't know, just we just came across the Italian berries, so we're like let's try them out and yeah. they're pretty good. Yeah. Nice.
0: So, uh, question: How how did we get to this point today? I know you mentioned yeah. another restaurant or vegan. Like, yeah. Can you walk us from, you know how, you, how we're here today?
2: Yeah. So basically, our story starts back in 1999. Mm-hmm. I was born in Mexico, around the age of four. My parents brought me to the United States, right? My, my dad used to work in a factory where they used to do, um, like, uh, uh, how do you call this, like tela for the shirts. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he went into a, he went um, hunting with one of my uncles, and then he had asked for the days, but he ended up coming back later than what he had uh, told the, the company, so they ended up firing him. Basically, he, he had no job. And he had a friend that used to own food trucks, right? So this guy offered my dad a, a, a opportunity to, to work for him in the food trucks. So him and my mom started working, um, renting the food truck. I remember they even used to take us to work with them. I was like five years old. And then um, it started from there in 20, was it 20, no, 2017, we opened our first full-on restaurant. After having, well, like, uh, 17 years in in the food industry with uh, doing pop-ups, doing the food trucks, we opened our first restaurant in the city of Ontario, California, which was a sushi and marisco seafood. Mm -hmm. Um, It didn't go that well, so one of my sisters was a vegan, and after, like, eight months of the restaurant just struggling to stay open, she was like, hey, why don't you put any 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 uh, vegan items to your menu uh, there's nothing like that over here you know you'll mm-hmm. you'll get some of our some of my vegan customers to come and try your food so yeah like uh people started coming by and it started doing really really good that we just decided to close our restaurant and open up a new one in Upland California
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then uh well we've been there for 4 years still active uh, i ended up selling it just to pursue my dream of I was never vegan, so I decided that I wanted to do something that I like, you know, full-on Mexican food. So we sold that restaurant, and now we're here.
1: Remo's been having a hard time trying to be vegan, too. (laughs) I'm vegan from (laughs) midnight till about 6, 7 (laughs) a.m.
0: I'm really good being vegan there. That sounds about right. Yeah, (laughs) and probably up until my coffee, and then after that it goes downhill, yeah.
1: By the way, I just had the asada uh, sopa. It's really yep. good. Thank it, you. It's hard to find good asada mm-hmm. um, at, at any place, yep. even at, at a taco stand. But this is really good asada. Like Thank I, you. I, I usually don't. I try to stay away from it because again, yeah. it's kind of hard. To, it's a hit and miss. Yep. Uh, but this one I would order again. Uh, the next one will be the al pastor, which, uh, by We're judging Remo's look, it looks like it's already good even going mm-hmm. in. Um, mm-hmm. So, you said you had a previous restaurant. Um, is there anything that you brought from that restaurant into, into this new restaurant? Yes. Yeah, so, so,
2: so, so most of the food you're eating here today is actually started back in there. We, we started all these recipes, um, uh, with my mom and my sisters, myself. Um, so the only difference is that back over there, we couldn't use any animal products. So no egg, no milk. No chicken stock, no bone, nothing. All the good stuff. Everything we had pretty much. So everything was just done with vegetables, you know. So right here we are free to use anything we want. So we just added what I I thought was necessary to expand the flavor. Um, Our food over there is pretty good. It's really good. You guys should go try it out. Um, I prefer not saying the name of it just so I won't take away from – my restaurant, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and um, but basically, you look up uh, Upland Vegan Restaurant is going to yeah. be the only uh, vegan Mexican restaurant that has four point five stars. So nice, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm.
1: Nice. So you, you mentioned, yeah, you had your mom and your sister mm-hmm. kind of helping out. So is this
2: like a family uh, operated business? So basically, uh, it is. It is a family business, um, but they are not part of the business. So, f- for example. My parents no longer live in the United States. Uh, they retired to Mexico in 20... Actually, January 2020, right before the pandemic started. And my sister's pursuing um, their their own careers, you know? Yeah. So I've been in charge of the restaurant since... Since we opened the first vegan restaurant, basically, nice. I've been in charge. They've just been there uh, giving me, like, uh, tips and stuff like that. Um, I do want to give credit to my wife because she's helped me a lot on... I couldn't been, be be here without her, without her support. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's basically me and her running the whole show at the moment.
1: Nice. Mm-hmm. And I know you you mentioned a couple times mom's recipes. Yep. Uh, wh- which ones? The one you kind of hold <laughs> close to your your heart there.
2: Well, the the hot sauce. Um, I feel like that hot sauce is pretty unique. It's my mom's secret recipe, like I mentioned to you. And, and um, explain to us. It's uh, which one is it? Yeah, it's was a uh, Chile de Árbol. Um, a lot of people, a lot of our customers in the upland location would just call it salsa habanero. I don't know okay. why, but uh, is spicy. they side orange. orange and they side spice is like habanero. So yeah. it's like salsa habanero over there. Um, but it's actually made with chile de árbol. It's toasted. And if I were to tell you the recipe, you wouldn't believe it. It's really simple. Nice. But at the end of the day, I think it goes down to... Like I said, uh, you could give the recipe to another person, but it comes down to the way you make it, you know? Uh, El sazón, basically, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: Nice. Mm -hmm. So is there anything else on the menu that that mom really inspired and you're like, man, this is like, it had to go on the menu. (laughs)
2: Like I said, uh, sues enchiladas. Okay. Sues enchiladas are my favorite. Uh, uh, The rice, so the way that rice is done is how my mom makes it. She uh, she taught me like a hey, step by step literally every day she'll tell tell me look no dejes que se te queme el el uh, what you call it, el, el ajo because mm-hmm. if the ajo burns then it's gonna be bitter mm-hmm. uh, don't let it over fried put enough water because it's always gonna come um, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna get burned but if you put too much water it's gonna it's come soggy. out soggy yeah. so you need to find the yeah. the balance and also like the flame it has to do also with the flame so when you're cooking it has to be full on but when you're letting it rest it has to be like a specific flame so it could end up cooking in the right time nice yeah and it's interesting because that i
1: mean you could get a cookbook mm-hmm. and none of that stuff is in the in the yeah. cookbook yeah. <laughs> or like, it might be but you'll still burn it what? or, or yeah. uh, for me it would come out like a soup <laughs> no because it's like again how do you how do you you know, describe this much flame. Like like you know <laughs> it, it, having mom or yeah. somebody who's been doing it forever, yeah, to try to get that same technique and, and get it down perfect. I mean yeah. it's it's hard. It's uh were you also cooking
0: in the trucks when you were Yeah. Is that where you learned uh some of your cooking so, and your techniques? So basically
2: uh, uh the way that I got into the food is obviously because of my parents bought my dad uh during the summer. He used to take me since I was a little kid, maybe like ten years old. Uh, he used to, so so. the difference between our food trucks and the food trucks that you usually see on the street is that mm-hmm. my parents' food trucks, they were like route trucks. So they used to wake up at 3 in the morning a.m., and they used to serve uh, companies in the city of Vernon um, on their breaks. So basically, the food truck will get there before people will go in to sell them coffee. Then they will get there on their 10-minute break, and then they will get back in there uh, on their 30-minute break. So basically, it was just... We will go to the people rather yeah. than yeah. the people coming to us. So when I used to help on my dad, is basically I started doing the aguas frescas. Aguas frescas, the, um, I used to just have them prepped. That way people could just come in and grab yeah. them and go out. And then um, after that, when I turned like 17, I started helping my dad manage them. And I remember teaching people that were way older than me how to drive the truck, how to pretty much manage it, everything yeah. from zero. And um, that's pretty much where I started learning how to cook. And, but then I didn't expand my knowledge on cooking until I got to my vegan restaurant where I got to experience. Uh, none of my family members are, are chaps, So everything we know are just passed down from my grandma or stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And that's the
1: thing, like with Mexican food, I mean, you could, I mean, there's so many restaurants that yeah. can have the same dish, but not every single one is the same. Mm-hmm. which is uh, which is always interesting, uh, and that goes back to what I was just saying. like you could be from the same town, you know the same area and have the same recipe, but it's gonna be a little different. Yeah. Every Grandma did, time. It <laughs> way, mom did it this way your mom did it this yeah, yeah, and uh, it, but again, it, it goes back to what you were saying earlier, like you uh, growing up, when you have a dish that kind of reminds you mm-hmm. of what you had as a as a as a kid, yeah. I mean when it does that it's it, it's it's uh, obviously you know you've done right. I always go back to um, my my all time favorite movie that I love watching with my kids is Ratatouille. Oh, nice! <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys seen it, but it's um, that's where the chef uh, or not the chef the, the the food critic comes out and and it says, "Give me whatever the dish or the the chef dish yeah. special." And he brings him something, which is you would think it's out of nowhere. Yeah. But it, he takes a bite, and it takes him back to his childhood. And he's like, "Dude, this is like the greatest thing ever." <laughs> and and when you again, when when you're able to recreate something like that, it's obviously special in terms of the food. Yeah. So I haven't watched the movie just yet. Oh man, <laughs> you got you got to watch it, man. It's yeah. once you I'm watch it. When our daughter's uh, a little older than. No, no it, it's a perfect movie, and I say this because um, the uh, again it, it, that. You know, movies somehow have some kind of uh, real life, I guess, stories or whatever. Yeah, uh, and that's what I usually see. Restaurants yeah. is like it, when it when it takes you to a certain experience or moment, then you know you've done something good. Yeah. You know, um,
2: no. And, and everybody's childhood is different. Just let me give you guys a quick example. So I have a friend that um, his mom does rice, correct? Right? And the way that they do the rice is a little bit harder, right? My wife. The way that she likes her rice, her mom used to make it soggy or like a little bit more, um, yeah, like soggy. More water, yeah. So that's how she likes it. And me, is more like in the middle where it's like a little bit fluffy, not too soft and not too hard. So everybody's different, you know. Yeah. So I don't want to like oversell my restaurant or anything, but what you guys are going to try here is what I like. You know, yeah. I know everybody has their own taste. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, pretty much it. Yeah. Well,
1: you have good taste. Yeah, <laughs> hard rice and soft rice don't work. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Hard <laughs> rice, rice. My,
0: my, yeah. My, talking about wife my wife makes has when she started cooking when we got married. She started making rice, and you know you got to get good at making rice. Like it, there's a lot of bad rice pots that you make to get a really good one. And in the beginning, I, I ate my fair share of soggy
1: rice. <laughs> just, but now, honey, that that rice is great. That's <laughs> why so you got to do the instapot Pot rice
2: just no, let I'd it go order out <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a lot of bad pots and i'm just
1: like <laughs> you know what just give up yeah. Yeah. no but you're right there's certain dishes that you know take time right yeah Like you gotta go through that evolution learning pains. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Yeah. pains yeah the um what is one dish you like to cook
2: one dish i would like to cook um
1: we talked about eating but what is one dish you like you're
2: like <laughs> man if i could get out there and start cooking well, honestly, it's not actually a Mexican dish, but um, I actually started listening to one of your um, podcasts, and it was—I uh, can't remember the name of the restaurant—but I, I think they—they have um, a meat, meat, uh, meat shop and half restaurant where they cook the meat for you. Oh yeah, and you're listening to them talking about their meats and how they cook them there. Like I always, always wanted to learn how to do like barbecue ribs for some reason, uh-huh. <laughs> like like the, the ones that you just see on the TV or on the internet that yeah. the bone just falls yeah. off. Yeah, you know, like I wish I knew how to do that. But um, in in Mexican cuisine, but I think I have done everything that I that I wanted to do. Nice at the moment. Yeah, Very nice. Nice. Was that Steve? Orchards. Orchards. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Orchards. Well, we had
1: a, uh, I had the privilege of, of yeah. tasting almost everything on that menu. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. How was it? It's good. Yeah. Again, it's a different experience. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I, I come from a background of going to a carniceria yeah. and just kind of picking up your meat and going, right? Yeah. But there is a little different. Then you could pick it and cook it or, yeah. or have them cook it or, or get something off the menu that's already kind of set up. But, yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely unique.
2: Yeah. Funny story. Yesterday was my sister that I said that she's vegan, right? So on our way to have breakfast for her birthday, we were listening to that podcast. So me and my wife were really like, we're like, oh, right now when we get to the restaurant, we're going to order like some bacon or something, you know? <laughs> we get to the restaurant. It's a vegan restaurant. And they were like, oh. But it <laughs> so, was my sister's. Sorry, vegan. Yeah. So it was my sister's birthday. So yeah. But yeah, hopefully I get to go try them. And um, yeah.
1: I know we talked about vegan several times. Anything on the menu that's vegan that you're saying, you know, we're going to set this aside?
2: Um, so eventually we are planning on probably having one or two vegan items just for that uh, crowd that are not only vegans but also vegetarian. And um, a lot of people that go to vegan restaurants are not really per se vegans, right? Mm-hmm. They're also allergic, like you said, to mm-hmm. lactose, uh, to any maybe meat or shrimp. So we want to bring and provide that that we know how to make already, uh, just to those few people. But we're not planning on adding like half of men. You know, We're just yeah. one or two yeah. items. And a or B. That's <laughs> or B. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah.
1: yeah, like like my sister, she she's not vegan, but she if she could choose not to eat meat, yeah, then that'll be her route to go. Uh, and we've gone same thing. We've experienced it to where we go to restaurants like okay, we always got to think okay, what is she gonna eat? You know, right. But it, it's like, you know, the chile relleno, you know, the enchiladas or the queso. So some, something that's not meat, that yep. has no meat, but it has something else, which is, you know, Definitely. the, yeah. the flavors. So And sometimes with my brothers,
0: we'll go out to have dinner and, and some of them are fasting or they're not eating meat or oh, yeah. oh, lent yeah. and so forth for the day. And yeah. so, you know, if you want to go eat somewhere and there's nothing to eat, it eliminates being able to come, let's say, to this restaurant if they didn't have that option for one of them. Because yeah. in the past, we've done that. My brother would look at the menu and be like, oh, I can't eat anything here. Send another place. You're yeah. like, get the water. Yeah. I heard, it, you <laughs> know. I heard it's good. Yeah. You know, just keep fasting all the way through. You know? Yeah. You
2: that happens a lot because when we go out eating and my sister's with us, she basically can't eat anything other than yeah. rice or beans, you know? Yeah. <laughs> because everything else in the menu has meat yeah. or stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, definitely. And again, especially these beans, man. I'm like, there's something good about these beans, but now that. You see, they have lard, the lard in always it's, <laughs> yeah. it's always a secret, yeah. the secret hint of uh, of what makes them good. So,
0: so how did you guys connect with this place and come out to Whittier? Do you have some
2: roots well, here? Or? No, so I actually grew up in Linwood, California. Uh-huh. Uh, when we opened our first restaurant in Ontario, that's when I moved to the IE. So for the past, what is it, five, six years, I, I've been living in the IE. And the way that we came across this restaurant is I was trying to look to move away from the IE, um, and just being honest, my main goal was trying to go into uh, more into Orange County, mm-hmm. and but then I found this restaurant here, and I f- found it like it was what I wanted. Um, I'm here, like I said, more for to give the people the great experience in food. You know, my passion is making good food um, and seeing people happy. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like I, I could start small, some somewhere cozy make sure that everybody's treated and and my customers get what what they want, like good customer service and good food. And having a small restaurant, you're able to manage that. You're able to see everything. Uh, The one that I had was like 7,000 square feet. It was really huge. Oh, wow. uh, We had full liquor. So I feel like I just wanted to go back to something small, something more manageable. And um, that's how we came across this restaurant and something that, for the past month that I've been here at, on Whittier, uh, finding out that the community is really close together, that me and my wife actually now want to move here to Whittier mm-hmm. because the community just feels like they're – never grown up in a place where the community is this close. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's normal. Maybe I just mm-hmm. don't know. But uh in Linwood, like, nobody cared. And yeah. the IE, everybody is just their own business. Like, that's the good thing about the IE where I live is that everybody just minding their own business. But right here, the community feels like they're all close together. The people that have come in, they're, we're here to support you. We're here, we live across the street. They're not like, hey, we come from far. No, they're yeah. we are here. Uh, we used to come to the previous restaurant. We're here to support you. Uh, we wish you the best. So I have never uh, experienced that. So now experiencing that is making me uh, feel comfortable and probably moving into later. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And that's good. Those are the Tuesday customers, the Wednesday customers, (laughs) not the people that just come on a Friday or Saturday that come from from afar, you know,
1: or um, don't frequent the restaurant that often. Yeah. So I would say this. It's uh, definitely a smaller community. Um, There's not a big population. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even at that, you get that feeling of, of, you know, I I know somebody. Uh, I get to meet that person and... You could run into them at the store. You could run into them walking down the street. And I think that's what makes a community, you know, being able to know your neighbor, uh, know the people who either, you know, work here, shop here, or in this case, uh, uh, have a business here. Um, So that's a good thing. Uh, The other good thing is, like I said, I think for any business to be successful is that, you know, you got to have something good. To offer right and yeah. uh and so obviously from your end i mean you're obviously starting off in, in with yeah. a good a good plate of enchilada so it's uh definitely a good one and, and just that right it's making sure that you know you like you said you provide what your customers are looking for yeah. and making sure that you know they're happy uh which in turn makes everybody else happy yeah. uh like remo again it, from his and i think he's looking more for uh what is that what, what am kind i looking for what kind me? of dish What kind of dish are you looking for? I'm more of a
0: carnasada plate. Like, for me to go to a restaurant or some of the restaurants I go around here, I order the exact same thing every single time. (laughs) I I enjoy going with other people outside of my wife because she's similar where she'll try, but she probably has like three dishes to choose from. So it's my carnasada and then one of her three. But when we go with bigger groups, like, you get to try food that you don't normally wouldn't, so. I'm more of a carne asada nice. plate type person.
2: Yeah. Well, just to let you know, we are going to have... Right now at the moment, the, the menu is kind of small, so we're trying yeah. to sm- start small. Yeah. But we are planning on adding carne asada, like ranchera. Uh, also, some cuts, like some um, uh, New York steak and ribeye. Uh, yes. That way to give people a little bit more... Maybe you don't want to have ranchera, you want to have something better. Yeah, Yeah. And um, yeah, we're going to serve the plate pretty good. We're going to have uh, rice, beans pico de gallo, a chilito toreado, and uh, guacamole. And then nice. some tortillas, so you can be some yeah. tacos if you like.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Nice. So what, is, is the place officially open? Like, is there a
0: grand opening I think Jesse was mentioning soon?
2: So right now, I, I the uh, the thing that is holding us back is the server department. So we're having difficulties hiring uh, new servers. I feel like the servers that we get, they just come, and they see it kind of it's like slow. You know, I understand they're they're here for the tips, so I feel like most of them don't stay because of that. Uh, but we are officially open. We're opening from eleven a.m. to nine p.m. and uh, our grand opening it is set with the Chamber of Commerce this um, Friday. But um, as the way that it's looking at, I think I'm gonna have to postpone it because I do have service, but just not enough to to serve. For our grand opening. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, you know, the first thing you want is not give a bad experience to people. You yeah. know, it's not like. I'm selling. A, hey, I'm giving good food and good customer service, and you guys come in here and you get the opposite. You know, yeah, yeah. like I said, I'm not here for the money. I'm here to give my passion, great food, and good customer service, because when I go to a restaurant, the like the worst thing that I that I hate is having a server that feels like they don't even want to be there. You know, okay. I want uh, I want my servers to be happy that they're um, working here. You know, yeah, basically, mm-hmm. that's what I yeah.
0: want. And, and you could feel that right away when someone doesn't want to be there. And, you know, if it's busy or slow and they're, you know, coming around every yeah. 15
2: minutes. <laughs> That's but, not good.
1: Uh, but you're, so we, your grand opening is coming soon. But yes. you're open now, right? Like, yes. I mean, you're still operating. Yeah. Okay. yeah.
2: So right now, for example, the reason that we're doing the soft opening, we were, we were opening from 3 to 9. is just to get the kitchen crew um, ready. You no. know, you can not have a grand opening and not have your, your kitchen trained. So yeah. That's the reason right now we're just doing the soft opening to train both the front and the back. But unfortunately, we don't have that many front. Yeah. <laughs> so, But the good thing is that people in the back are getting their little hands-on trained. We're actually offering right now 15% discount all the way to, towards our grand opening So this Friday. But if we get to extend it, then we'll probably extend that all the way to, to the time we open. Nice. Yeah, very cool. Going back to
1: what you were saying earlier about the cuts of meat, yeah. the one that was, the salad that you guys have, what kind of uh-huh. cut is that?
2: So I, so let me explain to you. Maybe the reason that you feel like it's a little bit better than when you get outside. So I've been working in the food industry, like I said, for a good while. Um, so when you're working in a food truck, you usually want to get like the cheapest thing, right? Yeah. So usually, uh, they get you like regularly with people on like like the stands, stands yeah. stuff like that. They get the little cheap stuff because. I understand them, too, because people don't want to pay uh, right. a good price. You know, they want a dollar talk. So yeah. they got to sell what they can afford. Um, so they get pretty much, like, the rest. The, the uh, grounded-up like stuff. The grounded-up stuff, you know, and they have, like, a lot of tendon. That's when you chew it, you're getting, you know, you're choking <laughs> on it. And then you have one that's a little bit cleaner, that's a little bit the same thing. It's just that it's it's the rest of – I don't know exactly the name, but yeah. it basically has less less tendon and less grease. And then – well, what we use here is the uh, classic diez mille, uh which is not the best meat, but it's not, it's better than what the tacos stand yeah. sell. Um, the, the difference here is that a lot of places, they they get it chopped off. You know, they get it chopped off already, and then all they do is just throw it in the grill, uh, on the griddle on the flat top, and then it's ready to go, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, the way we do it here is we actually get the full steak. Mm-hmm. We cook it in the, we do kick it in the flat top. But the way that we give it that extra flavor is by putting it on the on the broiler. The, the um, broiler is like a grill. Yeah. yeah. And, and and the broiler has um like they're not actual charcoal, mm-hmm. but uh, they're like little rocks that imitate that charcoal taste. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's how we plan to give a little bit different taste. Um, mm-hmm. I was planning on actually serving ranchera, mm-hmm. which is the actual uh, flat meat, skirt mm-hmm. steak, the mm-hmm. one that you actually get for the steak, but. I will have to give a taco, really, really expensive, just yeah. to give that, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's how we make our carne asada here, basically. Obviously, we put our own seasoning yeah, yeah. and
1: stuff yeah. like that. No, it's good, man. I mean, like I said, it, you definitely, as a sope, mm-hmm. it's not your normal sope. So yeah. it's pretty good. <laughs> and you can tell from the,
0: I don't know, the bottom part, which is the base. I, yeah. I'm Egyptian, so, <laughs> you know, I've I'm, I'm adopted a lot of my Mexican cuisine. But the bottom portion Is the masa Is it Yeah. The, okay So that you could tell From like Manufactured yeah. Versus like Stuff that home tastes made. like It's home cooked Yeah
1: you know. Is there a kind uh, Translated have, to we Egypt We pita like, bread <laughs> But is that I mean a pita is like A tortilla Wouldn't it Like Yeah like Is there really, nothing absolutely. else You don't have,
0: like... That's that thick No No it, It's really It's, it's a lot thinner There's I think Nene bread Or nana bread um, That's even thinner Than, than uh, pita bread
1: but but that's it. So our breads are normally fairly thin, like a tortilla. Mm. <laughs> yeah. There you go, man. You gotta you gotta whip up a sope, yeah. Egyptian just, style. With, just do uh, five pitas on top of each other. <laughs> <laughs> and like the- put them in a quesadilla machine. <laughs> <laughs> Instant sope bread. Put some hummus. Yeah. <laughs> Forget yeah. hummus with lard. Does that even work? I, I don't. Know. I don't, I don't I, my cooking uh, expertise stops at burning water. Just that's <laughs> how. <the go. top. laughs> Going back to what you said earlier about you sharing with your wife, uh-huh. um, did, did, does she share with you or you share with her? What do you mean? Like, like when you order food? No. like Do you order for her or she orders no, no. for you? No, she
0: most of the time orders for me. I, I, okay,
1: so she shares with you. Yeah, she yeah. shares with me. Yeah, okay.
0: Because yeah. she doesn't finish it, which is really good. Yeah. So I, I know whatever <laughs> she gets. Even if she's hungry, she's going to get 50, 60 yeah. percent of it. So I got 40 percent of that bad boy coming my nice. way. nice. So, I take that in consideration because sometimes, you know, if we go to a steak place and, and the meats or cuts are big, yeah. and I get this big ass steak, and then she's going to have leftovers, you know, I want to make sure we eat the leftovers. You're steak. like, cha-ching. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Well, it's on my I, plate. Then I'll order something a little bit
1: less on my <laughs> head. So. I see this because. Uh, how is it with your wife? Do you, When you guys go out and eat, do, do you share, or is it more of a. You get your own.
2: So we, we like, like I said, we love food, right? So we get, when we go to other places, we all, always like to just order a little bit of, first of all, we ask the server, you know, you should always ask the server, yeah. uh, or maybe not, because sometimes servers are told to sell the more expensive them. <laughs> <laughs> But just asking, hey, what's your personal thing, right? Yeah. Uh, but like, we always ask the server, and then we go from the description of the menu, we always like trying new things. Um, so the way that we do it is, if it's a new restaurant, we just get maybe two or three items, um, but if it's our, our favorite restaurant is Javier's in it's the city of Newport. Uh, I think they have different locations, but, uh, right there, when, every time we go, she always gets the salmon or the, um, the, what's it called, the carne asada salad, which is really good. And I get a combination that they have that's like a chile relleno with an enchilada and a little taco. It's really great. But, uh, whenever we go anywhere else, we always like trying every, everything new.
1: Well, here, when you go to Javier's and you get your dish, she gets her dish. Do yeah. you get share? <laughs> no <laughs> everybody keeps her own yeah everybody plate. keeps running she it. doesn't she doesn't try to poke with the fork uh no she knows better right? I, I, yeah. I say this because i just been experiencing this a little bit more often so with my wife same thing like when i go to the menu like look at the menu it's like what i want to get and what yeah. i want to eat and uh and then she gets whatever she wants but yeah. how somehow before we even start eating yeah, she's already eating my food yeah. i'm like
0: <laughs> you know what's funny? My wife is the exact opposite. Like I said, like, hey, this. Yeah, the inner, inner body, you're right. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: I got to tell her, try this, try this. She's like, no, I don't want it. And so I have to almost force her to eat my food. Yeah. Part of it is because I like meat, like medium rare, close to rare. Yeah. She yeah. likes the other extreme. So right. whatever I'm eating, she's just like, no, it's gross. And so whatever she's eating, it's like cardboard, you know. It's so <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> two different taste <laughs> I said, try this, you're gonna never go back. But no. so
1: again, and the reason why I ask is, I'm just curious to see how that works. Because, now I, I think I start trying your strategy, would where you like, like I'll be like, how about you order, and then I eat whatever <laughs> you got <laughs> come in. Because it seems like we have the same the same taste. Do, do you guys order the same things? No, no, no. That's oh, what okay. I'm saying. She order her meal, and I order my meal. Like in this case, like I would order the enchiladas, and she get the sopas. But she'll start eating my food before she even gets her food. Yeah. And she's like, man, that, that thing is good. And then, like, I'm like, okay, I'm, now I'm eating her food because yeah. she ate mine. That's because
2: so. they feel like, I feel like they feel that your food tastes better. Yeah. <laughs>
1: how we, so, so now I, I t- she asks, like, uh, what are you getting? I'm like, all right, I'm going to get this. And she's like, you know, I was thinking uh-huh. I was going to get that too. I'm like, all right, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you set it up. So, Jocelyn, if you're listening, she's. Yeah, she isn't listening. out. She doesn't listen to it. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Going going back to what you got going on here at the restaurant, uh, in terms of uh, somebody coming in, because, again, this place has been here for a while. Yeah. Um, You know, any big changes that you've gone through uh, from the previous place?
2: Um, Well, like I said, uh, our main thing is food. But other than the food, we have kind of slightly renovated the place inside, new furniture, uh, new paint. Uh, a new little bar, so we extended the bar. Previously, he was a little bit behind. We extended it, um, but we did try to keep a lot of the uh, I don't know how do you call it, like the Spanish tiles, um, just because the the current uh, landlord he has uh, an attachment, like a value attached to them. He said that he built them with um, with his with his dad back in I don't know. I think it was the 80s or 70s. Can't remember yeah. exactly. Uh, but um, yeah, so the things that you see that are not changed are due to the sentimental value that the landlord has to it. But everything that we were able to change we did change. Like like I said, the ceilings, the the lights and stuff like that. Nice. Make it look like modern. But still rustic.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and you mentioned you mentioned bar. So yep. you do sell alcohol, you do have alcohol. So,
2: um so yeah, we, we have a beer and wine license, but like uh, what I want everybody to know is that we don't our focus is not the beer or the alcohol. We don't want to be a place where people come and uh, and just make come for the drink, drinks. You know? Yeah. At the end of the day, we need to make business whatever, whatever is whatever. You know, we're not gonna say no to a customer, but I do want to focus first of all on the food and the good customer service. So not only young people come here, not only old people come here, but everybody can come with your family, your kids. You know, I feel like that's something that is never gonna be. Go out of style, you know, yeah. the family restaurant mm-hmm. where you could go on and enjoy your meal. Um, so that's where we're trying to be,
1: especially now with COVID. Like I think you know, more people, more families are are wanting to get out yeah. and have that atmosphere of a, having a family restaurant. Um, mm-hmm. And again, it's kind of hard sometimes uh, when when it is for uh, alcohol focused, <laughs> right? It's just uh, the
0: crowd ends up being different. It's, yeah. a, it's no longer becomes family; it becomes yeah. kind of a hang out or you it's more of a party versus yes the food. and
2: it's understandable because to be honest that's really popular you see yeah, right yeah. now Mexican restaurants are doing that and that's understandable because you get to profit you make more profit out of the alcohol than you do with food you know yeah, yeah. um and that's understandable so yeah very
0: cool all so right as far, as far as the bar is it just just uh canned beers or bottled beers and
2: yeah so and we're sticking just to the regular uh classic Mexican beer like Modelo, right. Modelo Negra, Corona, all those. And since we don't have a full liquor, we're doing wine-based um, cocktails like your classic Margarita, Mojito, and then we're going to have house wines as well, which I'm actually about to try. A company reached out, and we're going to try them out and see what, what we go with.
0: Nice.
2: Yes.
0: How about the Agua Frescas?
2: Yeah, so yeah. like I said, I'm, I'm the professional yeah. at Agua Fresca <laughs> because nice. I've been doing them for a good while. Yeah. Um, we make them in-house as well. Nice. Uh,
0: what are some of the flavors you get there?
2: So the ones that we're always going to have, just because they're the most popular, is going to be your Jamaica oh. and your rochata. They're both right. made in-house. And then oh. we're going to have a third one that is always going to be made uh, differently. So right now we have tamarindo. Tomorrow it could be uh, chia, like lemonade, chia, cucumber. It could be maybe watermelon. It could be piña. Um, so we're just trying to change it one, like, every day. And the other one just... Regular, because people want their Jamaica, they wonder orchata, but they're all made in house. Uh, by by that, I mean is because other restaurants buy the syrup. Yeah. All they do is just add mix add the water. syrup with the water. And like I said, you know, uh, maybe it's easier for. I understand from a restaurant uh, perspective. I understand, but for me, it's all about the flavor yeah. and um, the authentic. Like how do you call it? like
0: authenticity? Uh, yeah,
2: basically. So yeah. we make we buy like the Jamaica. We make buy the actual flour. We boil it. Uh, the horchata, we use actual rice, actual ingredients, uh, fresh canela, mm-hmm. and then for every other house like piña, we use real piña, real watermelon stuff like that. So
0: not not just all sugar right? and <laughs> correct, <laughs> yeah. a sugar powder and water yeah. and, and, and <laughs> instant piña.
2: Because yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of the taco places. That's what they have, right? Cause yeah, and it's understandable. Like I said, at the end of the day, having a business, you need to make money, yeah. right? And yeah. the way you make more money is by having lower c- food costs. Yeah, yeah. So, I remember
0: uh, one of the taco places that I was at or we went to go. And anyways, it was it was where they got the taco person to cook tacos for yeah. the party. And I saw them make the agua fresca. And it was like a, a bag they opened up and poured <laughs> a five-gallon jug, put a lot of ice in it, stirred yeah. it up. And I'm just like, that's
2: it? That's <laughs> you know? it. It's and, like It also goes down to efficiency, right? Uh, that's the reason most of your fast food restaurants and now big chain restaurants – Everything, they get it packed. Yeah. Uh, it's all about money, but basically they get to take out the things faster, you know? Yeah. they already in packages just heat them up, take them out, you know? Yeah. So they don't want to spend more money on having someone coming in, prepping in the morning, and yeah. fresh ingredients and stuff yeah. like that. But that's understandable from a business yeah. perspective.
1: What's one other thing? You mentioned the aguas frescas. It was kind of something you started as... Um, <laughs> Helping out you're with your dad. Yeah. What's one other thing that, that when you're helping your dad, you kind of start incorporating into your business?
2: Well, the hard work, I guess. Nice. Um, I like to start my mornings positive, you know, and just keep the day positive as it goes throughout the whole day. I feel like uh, it's better to have a positive day than to negative. Expand your positivity to other people. Always be polite. I feel like something that a lot of people or a lot of business owners forget is that, We're we're all the same, you know. Uh, Every time I hire someone new, I tell them, like, it doesn't matter that I'm the owner. I'm going to treat you the same as you were any other person. Um, Obviously, I don't care about your religion, your sex, none of that. Everybody's the same. And that's what I try to tell everybody. You know, hey, just because you're a manager doesn't mean that you need to take advantage of your employees. Or just because you're the owner doesn't mean that I'm going to be taking. Obviously, I am going to be the one that's going to be telling people what to do. But I'm not going to be, like... On top of them, of course, you know, I want to have a work environment uh, where people want to come and and work. I have uh, basically two rules, right? I need to keep two people uh, happy to have a successful business, which is, number one, my customers. I have three ingredients to keep my customers happy. Number one is uh, customer service, right? So since the moment they walk in, greeting them, when they're sitting down, make sure they get the order right. Number two is presentation, making sure that the restaurant is clean, that my employees look clean, presentable. That when you take the, the, the plate, it looks presentable, as you guys see. Mm-hmm. Well, it was already eaten by the time yeah. you got here. But <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about? It looked like there was a hush because <laughs> this you <laughs> got to And number three is taste, right? So that's the three, that's how I keep my customers happy. And number two is my employees, right? You can't run a business without employees. Mm-hmm. The way that I plan to get my employees happy is by making sure they have a, a, uh, a safe work environment where they can come in and and just work freely you know yeah. obviously there's rules but um, I do want people coming in here wanting to work here like I said I hate going to restaurants where servers think that they're all that or stuff like that mm-hmm. I don't like that
0: nice
1: no. and, and the number one question who's the better uh, chef you or your wife
2: <laughs> I think my wife is actually a, a lot of what my a ideas smart man. A, smart <laughs> man. a lot of my ideas I get it from her Uh, She's a really good cook. I love when she makes me food, to be honest. Uh, I I love my mom's food, but I think I appreciate my wife's food better. Because right now my mom is retired, right? But my wife has to get home and still cook, you know? So I I really appreciate that. It reminds me, like, you know, my mom, too. She was a hard worker. Had to raise five kids. She had to go to work, start at three, get home at one, and then get home, cook, wash dishes, Everything you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the moment, I do appreciate my wife just because she's also pregnant at the moment. So oh, nice! Congratulations! Congratulations. She's a hard worker. Yeah. 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 Do
0: you or her ever get back in the kitchen and actually do the
2: cooking? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like right now, uh, I see only one person that's in the kitchen uh, has ever worked in a Mexican kitchen before, uh-huh. and the rest have work like in your local um, barbecue shops or American restaurants. So working in a Mexican restaurant is totally different than an American. Um, because and especially here because you need to make everything from scratch mm-hmm. i see most ch- big chain restaurants or more restaurants only have you focused in one um, one what's it called one uh, station so if you're in the grill you're only doing grill things if you're in the broiler you're only doing broiler and if you're in the fryer, you're only doing fryer. but here you need to do a little bit of everything yeah, yeah. you need to mm-hmm. prep you need to handle everything yeah, basically yeah. but um yeah my passion is in the kitchen uh, but most of the times, I'm just overseeing, making sure everything else is going on good. Nice. Yeah,
1: very cool.
0: Okay. Well, I don't know if it was mentioned. What's your physical location address, and maybe how can people connect with you online, or what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah. So, so,
2: so uh, we're located at on Whittier Boulevard. Uh, the actual address is 14323 Whittier Boulevard, uh, Whittier, California. The zip code is 90605, uh, and we're currently open from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. The phone number, I don't know it by heart, I'm sorry, so let me pull it up real quick.
0: How about on Instagram while you pull it up?
2: Yeah, Instagram is Palenque Bistro, uh, and then our website is palenquebistro.com. And
1: do you, the, go, do you uh, take orders to go also?
2: Yes, we do uh, wrap up, we do uh, Uber Eats, eventually DoorDash, but we also do, if you call in, we take uh, phone orders to go. And the phone number is 562 Two seven three,
1: five five four three.
0: Nice. Well, with that said, yeah, thank you for your time. Thank you for oh, feeding us.
1: Well, oh, oh, we got to get into our woodier. Question. Oh, that's right. Come on. <laughs> Come on, It's been a while.
0: That's, it, yeah. that's, that's what like, I, got, I got I got fog,
1: COVID brain. That's that's cool. what happens when you eat and yeah. uh, enjoy the food too yeah. much, man.
0: Yeah, that's right. Well, um, there woodier related questions, and maybe like you mentioned, you 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 got here you know not too long ago. we haven't been here yeah. for years and years but if you were not to eat here at the restaurant is there a place in woodier that you've been to that you said you know i i like this food whether it's uh food drink breakfast whatever it is
2: well i haven't actually gone out to um to restaurants just because i've been busy here like yeah. i literally get here and i don't leave until until night like i get here like really early and i leave really late so um, I haven't got to try any place, but like we mentioned, Orchard—it's a place that I would like to go and try out, and um, maybe just one day walk around uh, downtown Whittier or uptown—they call it yeah. here—and um, experience like the vibe and see. Because um, a lot of people talk pretty good. Um, the business that I would like to recommend would be um, Bulba's Embroidery in, in Uptown Whittier. That's actually um, the person who made my embroidery, mm-hmm. and I actually it was funny because. Um, I went out to the Chamber of Commerce, and um, I asked him, "Hey, you guys have a place around here that you guys recommend for embroidery? And they're like, yeah, Boba. Uh, so when I got there, I actually knew the guy that was running it. No, no way. way! He used to be a promoter for a local club that I used to go when I was younger. Not so that. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're the promoter. He's, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. now I'm doing this. So. Yeah.
1: When you say local club, local here or local somewhere uh,
2: else? No, no, no. It was actually in Lakewood. But, uh, oh, okay, okay. The hop? Yeah, it was actually called Malecon. Oh, it's okay. a Spanish uh, uh-huh. Mexican nice. nightclub. Yeah.
1: yeah, very cool. <laughs> nice.
2: What's the other? I,
1: I
0: forget any oh. fun memories of Woodier.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, in, any memories? Obviously, you haven't lived here, but any any memory growing up in your hometown? Yeah. That kind of reminds you of Woodier. Uh,
2: so, like I said, I grew in Limbo well all the way till I was like twenty, twenty-one, I think. So. When you're from Lickwood, um anything that goes away from Downey, Whittier, Norwalk, you know, that's like where people have more money. So yeah. we, we always consider this like the nice neighborhoods, you know, because mm-hmm. over there obviously is a little bit ghetto. I haven't been there in a while. I have family and friends there, but uh, I really don't visit that often. But, um, yeah, we always knew that if you go to Whittier, you go to Norwalk, like you Downey, down here. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're set, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm happy having a restaurant here. And um, I hope to one day uh, live here. You know,
1: yeah. honestly. Did you, growing up, did you ever visit Woodier? Like, yeah. Is there any like something that you like? Man, I remember that these. I used to come to this or that or. Well,
2: it was mostly at night. Um... So it was you, huh? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was mostly at night. Like I said, it was uh, it was it was kind of like a little drive for me to come out here. Yeah. But it was more like when I was like a teenager. And uh, you had nothing to do. You yeah. couldn't go to a club because you were not 21 or you cannot go sit down and get a beer. So what well, we would do? just drive, drive, you know, yeah. waste gas. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll drive to here to Whittier, go to the hills, go to watch. I don't know. I don't know why. But when we were younger, just seeing nice houses yeah. was something that like will make you happy. You know, yeah. like yeah. driving by the nice neighborhoods or even like yesterday was Halloween, just going to. Whittier or Donnie, just to grab a trigger tree, you know, you'll get better candy. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, just that those are the experiences that I have from Whittier. Especially
0: down the street here on Ocean View, if you go
1: down Mar Vista and Ocean View, it's, I mean, you get good. uh,
2: (laughs) That's a good candy. And it gets
1: packed. And if you make it to Remo's house, uh, then that's where you're getting the full bars. (laughs) No, we don't open the door, (laughs) (laughs) Jesse. We're like, we have the ring camera (laughs) talking to them. No one is home right now. No (laughs) candy. But
2: nothing compares to Mexico. In Mexico, they don't give candy, they give fruit. (laughs) 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 So I remember when I was really little, it was probably like six, I don't know. I was uh, going trick or treating, and they give you like an orange, they give you a banana, and like where's the candy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's healthier. Yeah, healthier. Yeah.
1: The last question, and I don't know if you can answer this. Uh, again, not not experiencing Whittier yeah. fully yet, um, but uh-huh. is there something you see in Whittier that's missing that you wish was here? Missing. Like from your uh, other cities you lived in. Yeah. Uh, or or you
2: know well i wish i knew about whittier before (laughs) that like i wish i knew the the community was this close you know um but no i feel like honestly like like uh, to be honest i haven't been here long enough, so i feel like anything i say won't be valid until i've been here for a while and i get to experience live and then i can give a transparent question but at the moment i don't have a solid answer for that
1: That'll be sec- the second podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leo, appreciate it. Thank you again, thank you again. for coming yeah. on. Well, thank you. guys. Um, again, you. wish you the best uh, on your grand opening. Thank you. And uh, we'll definitely be back for. Uh, I'll be back for yeah. more food. Yeah. Uh, I might not bring well, why Remo. Are you looking at me like I'm I might not bring Remo because uh, <laughs> the way this guy eats, I don't know, man. Yeah,
0: I'll eat you out of your wallet.
1: Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, but again, thank you. Yeah. And uh, again, we'll look for for the second podcast. Yeah. Thank awesome. you very much. Bye, Woody. See you later, Woody.